What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Hiring University, powered by Ursus. My name is John Beck. I'm the founder and CEO of Ursus. Amanda Townsend from Oakland joins us today. Amanda is the VP of People Operations at Fivetran. If you don't know Fivetran, they are an extremely well-funded and hyper-growth company in the automated data integration space. Amanda oversees all things related to human resources, recruiting, diversity, and inclusion as well as workplace operations. That's a busy job. And Amanda will tell you a lot about the growth of Fivetrain as well as some of the programs that she's put in place, which I think are very progressive and leading us in the right direction as an industry. Amanda also, two years ago, founded her own uh, consulting group called Bold Change. And Bold Change is uh, a firm that focuses on elevation of individuals, leaders, and organizations by empowering them with strategies and content for transformation. And she has lived that and, and succeeded in that at Fivetrain. Amanda and I participated on a, a joint webinar. And not only does she have a lot of insight for job seekers and talent seekers, but also for people that are looking at their own businesses and looking for transformation, given everything that we're going through around the pandemic and the heightened awareness around diversity, which is obviously a very positive trend. Amanda, welcome to Hiring University. Thank you so much, John. I'm very happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about, in your own words, about the work that you do at Fivetran and where you guys play in the market. Yeah, absolutely. My role at Fivetran has evolved quite a bit. I came to Fivetran actually from Seattle, from another startup back in 2018. And I started as their HR and office manager actually, which a lot of people don't know and worked my way up now to this VP role, which is very exciting. So now I lead a global team. Uh, Like you mentioned earlier, I oversee global HR and global recruiting as well as workplace operations, which is basically facilities. And then we also partner a lot with the learning and development team. And so, you know, in all of those different departments, I, you know, just make sure that we all are aligned and our programs are aligned with our company goals and that we're being progressive, as you said earlier, when we think about social impact and diversity inclusion uh, within the tech space. My first question to you is, obviously, a lot has happened in the last six months. Companies have had to respond to COVID-19. And, and, and let's be honest, almost everyone was caught flat-footed. And amidst the pandemic, there's also been a heightened awareness around diversity and all the things that have happened with George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor. What trends are you seeing that are encouraging as a result of that? And do you agree that there has been an increase in the momentum in a positive way because of the fact that we have less things to do in our lives that are distractions that we really have to face and tackle the issues? Would you agree with that? I definitely would agree with that. I think that one of the most important things that's come out of a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement recently is awareness. And I think a lot of companies are starting to really look at their internal policies to make sure that they're equitable when it comes to hiring, when it comes to even parental leave, sick policies. When we're all working remote, some, a big trend that I've been seeing is that a lot of our working 25 to 30% more per week. And that definitely contributes to burnout. And so I think a lot of companies are starting to look at their PTO policies and really encouraging employees to take a break. So I think a lot of great things are coming out of a pretty trying time for the world. 
And I think we're starting to see some silver lining, which is great. You have a unique perspective. In the last few years, you were a job seeker moving from startup to Fivetran. You now obviously hire a lot of people for our listeners who can't uh, see us on video. Amanda is also a Black woman that has, that holds an executive title in a Silicon Valley technology company, which uh, unfortunately is rare and the statistics are are still poor. How, you know, if you could grade us in terms of how we're doing and maybe, you know, w- how we've done in the last six months to accelerate that, because there's obviously a lot of work still to be done. Can you assess where we're at and where we, and where we have to go next? And that's a very open-ended question. That's a great question. Thank you for, for asking that. I think as a Black woman executive in the tech industry, I think that my perspective is probably obvious. I think that we have a lot more work to do. I still don't see very many people who look like me at the executive level. Actually, less than 3% of executive level roles are filled by Black people in general, and actually less than that are Black women. Uh, It's probably closer to 1% to 2%. And so given that, I think that what we really need the tech industry to think about more is when these executive level positions are open, really looking at the candidate pool in a broader sense instead of just relying on a very exclusive network or referrals, for example. I I love referral programs at companies for some reasons, but I also do think that they perpetuate a lack of diversity in the industry. And so it's very important for companies to really look at their hiring practices and their sourcing techniques, because if, if we're not paying attention to that, then our candidate pool, the diversity of our candidate pools will not improve. Recently, Fivetran implemented some, some hiring policies uh, internally to help combat this, this issue. And we can, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Let's dig into that. We're a recruiting staffing firm. We constantly implore our clients to look beyond what has been the traditional places for talent. And let's be honest, recruiters can be more often than not a little lazy and they pattern match. You reference it with the reference program. People are going to refer people that they know that come from the same schools and come from the same backgrounds. There's a whole swath of talent there, either diversity candidates, people that come from different educational tracks, not the traditional university system, that often get overlooked because they don't fit uh, a keyword search. And I think while there's been increased awareness and discussion, uh, which is encouraging, if you don't manage and put process into place, you're probably not going to get results and revert back to the old patterns. You designed, championed, implemented a system at Fivetran, which is the equivalent of the Rooney Rule. And for our listeners not familiar with the Rooney Rule, the National Football League implemented this over a decade ago, where they, as a, a certain number of diversity candidates have to be interviewed before a hire can be made. Can you explain what you did at Fivetran? Absolutely. So one of the pieces of feedback that we got from our employees is that they would really like to see more diversity in leadership at Fivetran. And we take that very seriously. And so what we decided to do first was take a look at what our hiring practices were for leadership. 
And what we did was we implemented a policy called the representation policy, which is definitely mirroring the Rooney rule. And so for any director level position or above at Five Tran, it is required that at least 30% of the final candidates um, at the final stage of the interview process are from an underrepresented background, meaning female or um, an underrepresented ethnic minority, things like that. And so what that's doing is making sure that for these leadership roles, the top of funnel candidate pools that recruiters are bringing in are more diverse. And so that basically trickles up to that final stage of the interview process for these leadership positions. And it's just making sure that we're taking a step back and really making sure that we are seeing who all is out there and not just hiring people who may have worked with another executive at their last company. And it's been working really well. We've actually seen uh, a pretty big increase in our female leadership in the last two quarters. And I'm very happy about how how that's going. And so our our goal eventually is to implement this for for all of our positions. Um, But we wanted to start with the leadership level because we felt that that was most important right now. Well, it sets the precedent for the rest of the organization uh, and, and trickles downward. Any, have you found that it's been, and I know it's only been a few quarters, but I think a lot of companies that are in front of this are finding it to be actually a competitive advantage. Is that happening for you? I, I, yes, absolutely. It is. Amanda, I, I think it's fair to say that most people that are in human resources, recruiting to a lesser extent, but certainly in human resources tend to have. Uh, and I'm stereotyping a little bit, but tend to have higher emotional IQ. They have awareness for the whole human being, the challenges that exist beyond just what happens in the workplace. As you've implemented the program, and you know, a lot of hiring managers, especially technology hiring managers, maybe don't have that same level of emotional IQ, right? There's the soft skills and there's the hard skills when you're talking about hiring somebody. And especially now with the, the, the push for diversity and just, let's be honest, the practicality of finding more qualified candidates, how do you bridge the gap and coach and train and mentor those hiring managers to, to have that awareness? How do you do that? That's not an easy task. Yeah. So you're talking about emotional IQ just in the actual interview process? Yeah. In the interview process and how a hiring manager looks at a candidate, because the, the reality is, now that we're work from home is proven out and to your point, people are working harder in some cases and more work from home is here to stay. I think companies that are going to insist on their clients or their, their employees going back to work are crazy. One, just for safety issues. And two, we've proven that the model works, but you now have to consider a bunch of other factors about that employee and what they're facing with childcare and their whole world now is tied so closely because they are in fact working from home. How have you helped other hiring managers be aware of that and factor that into their decision making? Because it's different now. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's very difficult to train emotional IQ. Fair enough. You know, but I, I do believe that it is a part of management. And I think in order to be a successful manager, a successful leader, you do have to have high emotional intelligence. 
And one of the things that we've been doing is just being really, we've been encouraging employees to be really transparent about the things that they're going through, like our employees that we currently have. And it ranges from people having kids running around in the background of their conference calls. Maybe someone's taking care of a sick parent. There are definitely employees who are struggling with mental health issues. And so we encourage employees to just be open about the things that they're going through with their leadership, with their peers. And what this does is it creates this open door, really transparent, honest culture that really perpetuates throughout the whole organization and including into our interview process. And I think having our managers know that our employees are going through this also helps remind them that people who they're speaking to who may want to come work at Fivetran are probably experiencing the same things. And so that's what we've uh, been trying to do is just keep people talking about their experiences. Yeah, that's very encouraging to hear. I think pre-COVID, a lot of companies give lip service to employee care and, and awareness. I think now there's no hiding from it just because there is so much going on in the world. And the reputation of technology, especially in Silicon Valley, of the hard charging, nothing else matters than the job and meeting deadlines is not very healthy. And every study ever done, I probably said this on every episode of the show, points to a healthier, happier employee is a more productive employee. And I, I think that's probably not a coincidence that you're seeing more productivity now that we're working from home because people are happier and healthier and probably have more balance. They can spend time with their kids. They can go to the soccer practice if they're allowed to go out and play. I, it'll be interesting to see the studies that prove this out over time. Let's shift gears a little bit. We always have a section in, in the show to talk about uh, your own career and experience. And the first question that I ask of everyone is, if I said to you, Amanda, uh, I've developed the Wayback Machine and you can hop in there and go back to when you first started a career with all the knowledge and experience that you have today, what do you tell yourself for Amanda starting their career based on what you know now? That's a great question. I think that one of the things that has kept me so happy at Fivetran is the people that I work with. And I think that when you're interviewing at a company, a lot of candidates forget that you are also interviewing them. They're not just interviewing you. And so sometimes when you're in an interview process, you're nervous and you're getting grilled about all these things. And then you forget to ask really important questions. And then they give you a job offer and you start and you're like, oh my God, I really should not have taken this job. And you're like, I should have asked about this and this and this. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of, definitely a lot of younger people make. And certainly I have made those mistakes as well. And I think that that is something that I wish I would have paid more attention to. And not to say that I hated all my past jobs. That's not the case at all. Um, but I do think that, that yeah, the people you work with and, and really making sure that you ask the right questions before you start a job is, is so important. We talked to a lot of younger candidates who feel this need, this pressure to make a decision right away without necessarily having all the information or they feel like they're letting somebody down. And I think that's really, really sound advice to say, look, this is as important for you as it is for us. This is your career, your job, where you're spending a lot of good portion of your day. Take the time to be thoughtful. You're not stringing anybody along. You don't know anything and make the best decision for you. So I, I think that's that's really that's really sound. All right, I'm going to flip this. The Wayback Switch has a, has a setting where I can flip it forward. And now you're going to go back in there and you go five years ahead. 
what is what is the HR recruiting the diversity programs? What do those look like? What do you hope that they look like? Whether it's at Five Train or elsewhere, what, what do you hope we are five years from now? And you as well. As an industry, I really hope that all companies implement some sort of policy like we have at Fivetran around representation in um, the recruiting process. Because once companies commit to that, they're committing to making sure that hiring managers have diverse candidates in front of them. And that is really the first step. And that is not happening at, at I would say most companies. So I would love to see that happen. I would also love for more companies to invest more in internal programs around inclusion, including uh, employee resource programs um, or employee resource groups, I should say, because what those do is they provide safe spaces for employees to share things about their life experience, their work experience. They can relate um, to other employees going through similar things and employee resource groups, which I don't think a lot of leaders really understand is that they help organizations with recruiting. If you really activate them in the right way and you give them the right resources, they can help build uh, candidate pipelines for you and really show candidates outside of your company what it's like and and how they're going to be supported and that people like those candidates are inside of your organization. So um, those are a couple of things that I would love to see. If you look at the reasons why people love their job or don't love their job, money is important, being challenged is important, but typically near at the top of the list is it feels like a place that I am included and valued and part of something of a team or something bigger. And again, a lot of companies pay lip service and don't really recognize or put forth the resources. Amanda, you and I met on a webinar that was really designed to help mentor in a brief period of time, recent grads and specifically those people who are looking at career transformation. So you, you are a mentor. Who's the best mentor that you ever had in, and why? Yeah, that's a great question. I've had so many great ones for different parts of my career. I would say one definitely is is my mom, oddly enough. My mom uh, was an HR executive, actually. Oh, wow. So this is an interview of blood. Yeah. And it's really funny. When I was growing up, I didn't really ever understand understand what my mom did for a living. She was more on the learning and development side of HR. And so now that she's been retired for a while, I'm able to ask her questions sometimes about things that I need advice on. She's just been a really great sounding board for me. And because she's not working in the tech industry, she has a different perspective that I don't often uh, hear and uh, that's that's refreshing. I would say uh, one of my other best mentors that I've had is K- Karen Fleshman. She is the CEO of Ready Conversations, and her organization does a lot of training around anti-harassment, anti-discrimination. She does a lot of workshops around diversity and inclusion. She's also an almost published author. She's coming out with a book very soon uh, that I'm excited to read, actually. But one of her missions is is just inspiring the anti-racist generation. And if you look at her, look at her LinkedIn pro- profile, you'll see um, that she's very active and she is an activist within corporate America, which is really awesome. And so she's actually done some trainings for us at Fivetran around anti-harassment, anti-discrimination. 
and she helped us launch our very first diversity and inclusion training last year. And uh, yeah, she's just always been a huge supporter and cheerleader for me and uh, has really inspired me to take more risks in my career and, and speak up for, for what's right. You're very fortunate. Shout out for mom uh, to have a parent who also serves as a mentor. You're, you're very lucky. And uh, Racy Conversations sounds like a great uh, program and a fantastic name, by the way. So Amanda, you, you're in the family business. I'm always interested to hear how guests of ours get to the point in their career, specifically human resources, because you don't find a lot of people that go through college saying, I want to be in HR or I want to be a recruiter. How'd you get here? You're, you're now a VP of one of the hottest companies in Silicon Valley. When did you know and what's the, what's the Reader's Digest version of how you got from A to B? That's a great question. And it's actually a, a, an interesting story and I'll try to keep it short. But before HR, I actually worked in event production and marketing for about seven years. And that was a really fun career. I um, used to produce music festivals and corporate events for Boeing and Microsoft. And it was a really, really great career. And I had kind of an epiphany and I just decided I really wanted to do something that that was more aligned with my personal values. And I really wanted to be in a, in a job that was really helping people. And I talked to my mom about it. As I said, she was a mentor of mine. And I talked to her a little bit about what she did in, in her career before she retired. And around that time, I also was in life coaching school and I got a life coaching certification. And I met a lot of other HR professionals within that certification program. And so they would have conversations with me about what I wanted to do with my career next. And they kind of coached me through it. And by the end of the six-month program, I had decided to make a switch into HR. And my first job in HR was at a startup in Seattle. And I helped um, build their recruiting and HR teams and programs from the ground up. And it was an opportunity for me to, number one, get exposure in the tech industry, to get exposure into building diversity and inclusion programs, and really building programs that help people love coming to work. And I just saw how my work was impacting every people's everyday lives and kind of fell in love with the field. And worked my way up. I took a lot of risks, including joining Fivetran two years ago. I, I had never lived in Oakland before. I didn't really know much about Oakland or, or Fivetran, to be honest with you. And I just felt like in my gut that it was the right choice. And I took a risk and I picked up my whole life and moved to the Bay and have never looked back since. There's a lot of good themes there. Taking risks for sure. We I love that for any job seeker at some point and you have to trust your gut it's clear that you have passion in the universe was guiding you in this direction hr is more often than not overlooked in a lot of organizations i think it's more important now than ever and applaud you for the work that you've done at five train your rapid ascension is warranted based on the work that you've done so um, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights and perspectives for our listeners what's the best way to get in touch with you if they're interested in Fivetrain and, and for your work at Bullchange. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to connect with me personally, you're more than welcome to email me. My email is just hello at boldchange.org. 
my work email is is uh, a bit cluttered most of the time, so that's a better place to yeah. Go to the, the five trend website. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> or that. Yeah. You don't want us to get flooded with the resumes. Terrific. Well, listen, thank you again for being here. Promise me um, you'll come back in a few quarters so we can compare notes and see the progress that we've made. For our listeners, as always, keep the faith, keep grinding, keep safe, and we'll see you next time on Hiring You. Amanda, thanks. Thanks, John. Peace.